It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now! I'm starving! On the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby! It is the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast presented by DraftKings. I got a ridiculous deal going on right now, by the way. Hammer the over. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years. Those of you that check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. You can see the helmets and the game balls and that stuff behind me. I love podcasting now. Got a bunch of shows. Andrew Barry, the Cleveland Browns general manager is on today's Ross Tucker football podcast. Yesterday, Steve Fezzik broke down the NFL schedule like nobody else can on the Even Money podcast from a betting perspective. Warren Sharp on Monday went over the inequities in the NFL schedule. Then even before that, last week, we had Michael North from the NFL explaining the schedule and Matt Nagy, the head coach of the Chicago Bears, and Micah Parsons, the first round pick of the Dallas Cowboys. Simply put, if you want 30 minutes of on demand football content, we got you seven days a week with all of our various shows. The exact same time as your commute or your workout, at least for a bunch of you. Check them all out wherever podcasts are found or youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Like I said, this podcast is all about fantasy, and quite frankly, it's all about Joe Dolan, the number one ranked fantasy analyst in the world over the last five years, according to fantasypros.com. Check Joe out on Twitter, at FG underscore Dolan. He is the fantasy gangsta. You also should check out his website, fantasypoints.com. They've got all kinds of studs over there. I mean, the guru, John Hansen. We've got Scott Barrett, Graham Barfield, Greg Cosell from NFL Films. It's unbelievable. Just when you go to fantasypoints.com, make sure you use the code 21FEAST. That's the key. That way you get a discount on all of their knowledge. Today's knowledge, Joe, is going to be about DraftKings best ball. A little birdie told me they will be launching it within the week. I love best ball. You know this. I know a lot of people are going to want to dive into it right away. I want to make sure that the biggest questions they have, whether it's some of these quarterback situations or some of these rookies, I want to make sure they're answered. We'll get to, you know, your wide receiver rookie rankings the next couple of weeks, which is awesome. We already did quarterbacks, tight ends, running backs the last couple of weeks after the draft. So we'll get back to the receivers. But today we will specifically dive in to some of these best ball issues. I mean, Joe, even Aaron Rodgers is something we need to talk about, I Absolutely. suppose, from a best ball standpoint. Uh, and Ross, I mean, let, let's just keep this in mind. Now we're going to do, uh, we kind of did a best ball primer a couple months ago, but since DraftKings, our partners here are going to be launching uh, very shortly, um, we decided to kind of just do a little bit of a refresher. But let's be honest, uh, with the exception of some of these, some uh, young guys who we'll talk about and we'll always mention, oh, that that's more of a dynasty slant. Over the next 
three months. Everything we talk about on the Fantasy Feast podcast is going to be filtered through the lens of best ball. That that because right now uh, it, it's it's the best way to provide fantasy analysis because it gives you real time views of the market. Now I might say at some point, oh, I think Najee Harris is going to be a, a, a first round pick by the end of August, and and give you that kind of a long term view. But we are seeing the markets, and especially once DraftKings get, uh, throws its hat into the fold, we're seeing these markets move in real time. We're seeing what how the news affects um, some of these ADPs. We're, Joe Burrow yesterday, for instance, uh, Adam Schefter reported it looks like he's going to be all systems go for week one. Now, you might or might not believe that, but that might boost up his ADP, might boost up the, the ADP of some of the receivers that are on the Cincinnati Bengals. We have the Aaron Rodgers situation. If and when that comes to a resolution, the ADPs of a lot of players are going to be affected. The Deshaun Watson situation, which, I mean, clearly is far messier than that of Aaron Rodgers, if and when that comes to any sort of resolution, we're going to see a bunch of ADPs move. So the best ball gives you a real-time view of how people playing fantasy, a lot of them extremely good, because we, we call them the sickos, Ross. Sickos like me and you who are doing best ball drafts months and months and months and months before the NFL season what we we're going to change our opinions as we do more drafts. Oh, I I didn't think I'd be in on Lamar Jackson this year, but I'm seeing him slip into the sixth round. That that's a price point I'm willing to enter. Um, we're going to be forming our own opinions the more drafts we do. I love Best Ball because with Best Ball, I don't have to speculate on my takes. I don't have to say, well, I think by the time my league with me and my buddies drafts. Uh, in, in, on Labor Day weekend, I don't have to say, oh, I think this is where that guy's going to go. I know where guys are going right now, and I can see if they're moving up or down. And that's why I love best ball. In, in addition to, I mean, of course, if you're good at it, you win money. So, hey, that's, that, that's good for everybody. Yeah, a couple good points there, Joe. Number one, if you want to hear like a, a best ball 101, we did that back, I think, in February, maybe March. So go back. You can see Best Ball 101 if you're not overly familiar. Today's not going to be about that. Today's going to be about, hey, DraftKings is launching. We're going to have some drafts with you guys on DraftKings Best Ball where you get to go against Joe and I and see what you can do. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I love Best Ball because what I love is the draft. I don't enjoy roster management that much. I'm too busy during the season. I love doing best ball drafts. I love seeing my teams draft and done. That, that's what best ball is. You draft and then you're done. And then during the season, you see how you do. They insert your best player in the lineup at each position every week. And you see how you did in the draft. So I love it. I'm glad DraftKings is bringing it out now. Now that we know where all these guys are. Most of the free agents, obviously. And all of the rookies. You mentioned Deshaun Watson, Joe. Mm -hmm. I want to start there because I know you've thought about it. What round is just right for you when it comes to taking Deshaun Watson? Well, the the best comparison that I can give you right now because DraftKings hasn't launched best ball yet is best ball 10s, which is run by the NFFC, which has full point PPR. Um, and there are, there are some different rules because that you draft defenses in those leagues as well. But um, 
currently his ADP is QB 17 at 157 overall. That's gonna get that's gonna make him kind of a 13th, 14th round pick. And I would suppose that's the right spot for me, given the upside. I mean, we're talking about a top three fantasy quarterback here. Um, but if you ask me, well, what do I think is going to happen? I don't know what's going to happen. I can't possibly know what's going to happen. Um, these lawsuits are serious. These allegations are serious. Is there going to be criminal charges? There is so much going on. If there aren't criminal charges, if there aren't, if, if, if these lawsuits are settled, don't, is Watson suspended by the NFL? The NFL has very clearly shown that it will step in in instances like this and levy its own suspension. So I'm I, I'm very conservative here. I think that 13th, 14th round ADP is probably, I, I mean, I guess I would say fair for Deshaun Watson because of the upside. And we'll get into the quarterback position in general because some of the old, old tried and true strategies I'm finding aren't working this year. Um, but I think that's fair, um, and that's probably the right spot for me. But quite frankly, I haven't found myself drafting Deshaun Watson much at all because I, I think it might be better than 50-50. doesn't play at all this year. Man, it's interesting because we know the nature of best ball, right? Like you want to take big swings. You want to take guys that can put up some big numbers for you. And Deshaun Watson can absolutely do that, Joe. I mean – if he plays, whether it's for the Texans or somebody else, 13th or 14th round is a steal. Yeah, it is. I mean, he's going to win you a bunch of weeks there, a bunch of games. How many weeks does he play, though, Ross, is, is, the, is the question. Because even if these things are settled, um, it, it, if there's criminal charges, if there's not criminal charges, does the NFL step in and levy a suspension? Um, and uh, there, it's impossible for me to answer that question right now. You have, you have a lot of podcasts, Ross, you have there. I might be the least qualified person <laughs> to talk about uh, of all the podcasts you do to talk about what, uh, what is going to happen with, with Deshaun Watson and, and the sexual assault allegations. I just don't know. What about Aaron Rodgers? You yeah. know, he, he's in a different, very different situation there is some percentage chance he doesn't play, Joe, but it would seem to me like that is a lot lower than the yeah. percentage chance that Deshaun Watson doesn't play. I, I think Rodgers plays, and um, my my honestly, my hope, because it, it, it's easy for me, and I'm a lazy ass, is that he stays in Green Bay and, and he plays pissed off again and he tries to go win a Super Bowl. Um Aaron Rodgers now Aaron Rodgers is being drafted like Aaron Rodgers is going to play. He's QB8 since the start of May on on best ball 10s. His ADP is about 91 overall that plops him into the 8th round. That's pretty fair. I actually don't see his ADP. It might move up around maybe maybe two if he says he's coming back and it might move up around or maybe two if for instance he goes to which is the betting market favorite uh, if he doesn't play in Green Bay, which would be Denver. And I think you could look at Denver and say, from from a, a talent standpoint, Denver might actually have – Denver doesn't have Devontae Adams. But you might be able to look at Denver and say, from a talent standpoint, Denver is more well-rounded. Denver has more depth than the Green Bay Packers have. You know, you got Cortland Sutton who's coming off an injury, of course. Jerry Judy. 
KJ Hamler, Tim Patrick. That's just at wide receiver. And then you've got Noah Fan at tight end, Gordon and Javante Williams out of the backfield. You know, I think you're downgrading your number one wide receiver and you're downgrading at running back, but there's still a lot of talent there in Denver. Um, but uh, Aaron Rodgers is being drafted right now um, as if he is going to play. Um, and and I, I, I that that's the right price for me. I think that eighth round, I have dabbled in Aaron Rodgers in best ball thus far with the assumption that he's going to play. Now, one thing I have done when I've drafted Aaron Rodgers is I have doubled up relatively quickly with a QB2 I feel good about. I've been pairing him a little bit with Trevor Lawrence. I've been pairing him um, a little bit with Ryan Tannehill, somebody who's going in that high QB2 range. Uh, so I get a high-end option to go with Rodgers. But if Rodgers plays as I expect, that gives me a really, really high ceiling and a high floor at the quarterback position. So – Boy, there's a lot there. And it's interesting, Joe, because we've talked recently and you said Justin Fields is your quarterback 22 in regular fantasy in season long. Trey Lance is your quarterback 28 in season long. My question for you is how does it differ for best ball? Because it feels like these are guys that might not give you anything the first few weeks. Mm -hmm. But especially with their running ability, they could win you some games, you know, the second half of the year. So how does their ranking change their ADP in your mind for best ball versus season long? Well, uh, I will say this, and, and there is a lot of discussion um, and a lot of the, I don't want to say disagreement in the best ball community, but a lot of people have their own strategies. And for a long time, Ross, I was somebody who. I like to get two quarterbacks who I felt good were going to start the majority of the season barring injury. And only if I missed kind of my window to draft two of those quarterbacks I felt good about was I dabbling in a third quarterback. This year, I'm starting to find that adding that third quarterback to my personal portfolio is pretty wise. And I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to talk about this as a strategy from a whole quarterback uh, positional uh, uh, perspective. And then I'm going to bring it back to the rookies. This year, like every year uh, that I've been in the fantasy industry, it's been generally accepted by a lot of sharp players that you can wait on the quarterback position, um, even in best ball, and you are going to be just fine. And, and for a couple of years, even some of those cheat code quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson, uh, two years ago when he won the MVP, he was a ninth, 10th, 11th round pick. Josh Allen last year, he was a ninth, 10th, 11th round pick. He was a league winner. The problem is this year, everybody looks for that guy. Everybody's looking for, oh, this guy's going to be this year's Lamar Jackson. Not necessarily somebody who's going to win the MVP award, but it's going to provide you that cheat code quarterback for cheap. The problem is the guy that everybody's looking to, to do that this year is Jalen Hurts. Well, what's the problem with that? Jalen Hurts is being drafted at a much higher price than Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen were the last two years because everybody thinks he's going to be the next cheat code quarterback. So you're looking at Jalen Hurts as a seventh, eighth round round player who had, does not have the track record of a Lamar Jackson, does not have the pedigree of a Lamar Jackson or a Josh Allen. So those quarterbacks, the running quarterbacks, are getting pushed up the board. So I'm looking at the quarterback position right here, and oh, uh, since May 1st, Jalen Hurts is quarterback 10 in ADP. 
Well, I'm going down the board, and I'm trying to find somebody who I think can reasonably produce big-time numbers with his legs, and it's getting a little bit hard to find. After Jalen Hurts comes off the board at quarterback 10, we have Matthew Stafford, who I love this year, but look, nobody's going to confuse him with Randall Cunningham. You have Joe Burrow at quarterback 12, Matt Ryan quarterback 13, Ryan Tannehill at quarterback 14. There's some upside there, but he's not going to be somebody who's going to run for 500 yards. Then it gets to Trevor Lawrence at QB 15, and that's where I'm starting to see, okay, he might do something with his legs. But the next options that I find who might be able to be those kind of cheat code quarterbacks. Remember, Jalen Hurts was like the QB1 over the last four weeks of last season, and you you could argue he only really played well in one or two games. So that rushing upside gives you so much. So uh, you can make the argument that Justin Fields and Trey Lance, even if they're rookies, even if they don't play well, if they play at some point and they're out there running around, they're going to give you value. So I am targeting those two guys in best ball really aggressively at their current ADPs. Justin Fields is QB 23. Trey Lance, like I said, QB 26. I can have him QB 28, 29 on my rankings. QB 26 is not much of a difference. You know, there is a much bigger difference between QB 1 and QB 3 than there is between QB 24 and QB 26. Like the, the those those tiers narrow quite a bit. Those two guys, Fields and Lance, I am ag- aggressively pursuing late in best ball drafts as a QB3 because those, to me, are the late-round QB winners. There's not really that many of them in the middle rounds. You can get some You can get some boring quarterbacks who I think are going to have good years. Matthew Stafford, Matt Ryan, a Baker Mayfield. A lot of sharp guys are in on Baker Mayfield this year. He's pretty cheap. But none of those guys are going to provide you the rushing upside and that kind of cheat code ability that Fields and Lance theoretically will. The only reason Fields and Lance are that cheap is because they aren't guaranteed to start the entire year. But if you were to tell me Fields and Lance do start the entire year, those guys go into the teens and maybe the high teens. Well, and listen, Joe, there are no guarantees in life, but I'm just telling people, hammer the over on the DraftKings Sportsbook app this week. Are you kidding me? With the game they got for the NBA, hammer the over. It's like guaranteed money. Just make sure you use the code Ross, when you do it, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You should already have the app on your phone, the regular DraftKings app, the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Hammer the over if you're in a legal state. It's free money. They've already bet it down so much, it's like stealing at this point. Here's my question for you, Joe. What about sort of the newer quarterbacks that are in new places? that are kind of under the radar. Is there anybody out of like a Sam Darnold in Carolina, maybe Bridgewater in Denver? Is there anybody there that you can take really late that you think has some upside to be a good best ball quarterback? Well, there's a couple. Um, There's going to be two guys who aren't in a new spot, but I'm going to talk about them as well. But if you're talking about somebody who who theoretically provides upside – um, and here, here's the other thing, um, guys who are coming off, not so great rookie seasons, like Tua Tonga by Loa, Miami's, uh, I have my questions about Tua. Miami is loaded though. 
Uh, and he's QB 20 right now. So he's pretty cheap. Like, even if you don't like Tua, you can look at that and say, man, I don't want to have a blind spot here because I didn't think he had a great rookie season and miss out on him because they're they're loaded. So Tua is one of those guys uh, in, a, in a current spot that I think could be cheap. But if you are looking for super duper 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 late, um, Justin Fields and Trey Lance are both going ahead of Sam Darnold right now. Darnold's like QB 28. Um I think you can make an easy argument that that's a that's light for Sam Darnold. And look, I I I am not a Darnold believer, but you look at this offense. He's he's going from Adam Gase to Joe Brady. He's got DJ Moore. He's got Robbie Anderson, who he already has a rapport with. Um, they drafted Terrace Marshall, so you've got a lot of weapons. McCaffrey out of the backfield. Um, they drafted Tommy Tremble. They signed Dan Arnold. Uh, Dan Arnold, by the way, is hilarious because he Dan Arnold is playing with Sam Darnold. Dan Arnold is like it's like how you look at a word and like you, you wonder, oh, I wonder where that word came from, and, it, and it's like a clue on Jeopardy. Like Darnold is like its etymology comes from Dan Arnold when somebody just says it really quickly. Uh, well, that's going to be tough for announcers. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, Arnold to Arnold. Uh, yeah, Sam Darnold to Dan Arnold. Um, but they have a lot of talent there in Carolina, um, and and I think QB twenty eight. Frankly, even if I think Sam Darnold stinks, that that's QB three price. Um, there's only upside built in there. But one one thing that I think you might do, um, if you draft a third quarterback, and and I think this is fascinating. Maybe you drafted Patrick Mahomes. Let's just say you went super early on your quarterback, and you're like, I expect Mahomes to carry my team. And then you don't draft a quarterback for 15 rounds. And then you're like, well, I better get a QB too. You can double up with Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston. And look, Taysom Hill, if he start, if Taysom Hill starts week one, I'm bumping him into my top 20 at the quarterback position. Now, I don't think – it's not like the Fields or Lance situation. When Fields or Lance start this season, they're not giving the job up. But – Taysom Hill, if he were to start week one, he's in my top 20 because we know what kind of numbers he put up as a starting quarterback last year. Now, if he struggles, they'll bench him for Jameis and vice versa. I, I think New Orleans is in a, in a spot where they could declare one of those two guys the winner of the quarterback competition, and neither guy is going to uh, – and neither guy is going to be safe. Like, they, they have to continue to play well, which is why I think those ADPs are depressed. But – doubling up on the New Orleans quarterback situation, in my opinion, is almost guaranteed to get you a top 12 quarterback this year if you're willing to go that strategy. And I would probably only do so if I had like a higher end quarterback, like I drafted one of the top three or four uh, fantasy quarterbacks. That's an interesting strategy, Joe. I hadn't thought of that. Now we're going to do your rookie wide receiver rankings the next couple weeks here on the Fantasy Feast podcast. There's a lot of them. That's why we need two episodes to go through all of the receivers that will get ranked as rookies. So I want to instead ask you about the running backs. We okay. asked you about running backs last week. People can go back and listen or watch on any of the podcast apps or YouTube or whatever. But who are the rookie running backs that you can get in a later round that have a chance of putting up some really good weeks for you. Is it yep. Michael Carter with the Jets? Is it Kenny Gainwell with the Eagles? Who are these guys that you know probably have lower ADPs that could end up 
you know, really scoring a bunch of points for you a decent amount of weeks in best ball. Well, everybody's going to say Michael Carter, and that's the problem. Everybody's going to say Michael Carter. Everybody knows about Michael Carter. Um, and, and you and I talked on the podcast. There's still a little bit something. There's very little competition there, by the way. Tevin Coleman's held together by duct tape. Now, I anticipate they're going to act like Tevin Coleman's their starting running back at the beginning of the year. I just don't know how long that's going to last. Everybody's in on Michael Carter, though. His current ADP uh, since May 1st is RB37. So you're not getting him super cheap. Now, that's right at the beginning of the RB4 tier. Keep in mind, this guy was a fourth-round pick. Now, the Jets are telling you, oh, my God, we thought he was a second-rounder. That's great. And I look at Michael Carter, and I love the situation. But just keep in mind, he was a fourth-round pick. RB37 right now, uh, kind of a 10th, 11th-round pick. I expect that to just rise. So if you like Michael Carter a lot, I would advise you to get into best ball right now because people are drafting him aggressively. Trey Sermon is going in the similar range with San Francisco. Now, Trey Sermon has more draft capital than Michael Carter. Trey Sermon was a third-round pick. There are just a million bodies there in San Francisco. Uh, You've got Jeffrey Wilson, who was a league winner down the stretch last year. Everybody knows about Raheem Mostert. They signed Wayne Gallman, and they also drafted an interesting sixth-round rookie running back in Elijah Mitchell. So now if you flip the situations, nobody's on Michael Carter, and everybody's on Trey Sermon. So that's a perfect example of landing spot determining – what uh what uh the the market is reacting to um Kenny Gainwell is also going in that range uh he's going at uh, RB45 since May 1st um i i'm okay with that because of his receiving ability i just never expect that he's going to be the lead dog in Philadelphia a, a number 1 you got Miles Sanders number 2 they signed uh on Johnson so even if Miles Sanders were to go down I would think Philly would consider Carryon Johnson the starter. I, I heard Greg Cosell on your podcast say, "Does do, does at uh, Nick Sirianni view him as their Jordan Wilkins? Somebody nobody's going to get excited about, but somebody who they felt could help them in a pinch." So Kenny Gainwell, I think you do have to view as a Naeem Hines, somebody who's going to have some spike weeks uh, in the event that. Um, in the event that Miles Sanders, even when he's healthy, somebody's going to have some spike weeks with five or six catches. That's how you're drafting him. As I go down the ADP board, Chuba Hubbard is RB51 uh, for Carolina. We know what he is. He's strictly a backup and a handcuff to to Christian McCaffrey. Um, the, a, a couple of guys who I think are interesting, there's a, a run of three running backs from RB61, 62, 63. 61 is Ramondre Stevenson from New England. Now, I think Ramondre Stevenson can give you some spike weeks. I also think it's possible he ends up redshirting like like Damian Harris did a couple years ago. Now, remember, Damian Harris was a third-round pick, and he barely played. Third-round pick's a premium pick for a running back, and the Patriots were like, we don't need him, so he's not going to be active on game day. So keep that in mind. You might be eating a zero when you take Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, RB62 right now. Jermar Jefferson from Detroit. Uh, Detroit's coaches came out this week and said, well, he's going to have some sort of role I kind of view him as the carry-on Johnson replacement. He's not all that exciting to me. He needs he needs an injury to either DeAndre Swift or especially Jamal Williams to uh, to carve out a role. And then there's JV and Hawkins. RB63, he's going ahead of some more established guys like Daryl Williams and Sony Michelle and somebody like even Salvon Ahmed. He's with Atlanta. Atlanta did not draft a running back, but JV and Hawkins was considered a pretty good prospect 
Uh, Mike Davis has never done this as a full-time running back before. So there's somebody there who you're speculating because this is a UDFA. Atlanta did not draft this guy. But you view the situation and say, there's not a whole lot of depth behind Mike Davis there. And Javian Hawkins has some upside. That would probably be the super late guy who I zero in on. Even though he's a UDFA, there was a lot of opportunity there for Javian Hawkins to be the backup to Mike Davis if, if he runs with his opportunity and snatches it. I like that. Javion Hawkins, that is a good – see, that's what that's what you're here for, Joe. That's why you're the fantasy gangster, at FG underscore Dolan. Listen, we do this every week in the offseason. We do it twice a week during the season. If you like what you heard or saw, make sure you hit the subscribe button. I don't care if it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, however, Stitcher, whatever, however you listen, or YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. You can check out Joe on social at FG underscore Dolan. All of his fantastic work is at fantasypoints.com. Just use that code 21FEAST to get the discount. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. We are at Ross Tucker Pod. And he, Joe Dolan, will give you his rookie wide receiver rankings the next two weeks. Very important. The DraftKings best ball launch will have already happened. We'll have even more information on what their ADPs are. You must listen and or watch the next couple episodes. Other than that, I'm stuffed. We're done. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Feast podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker football podcast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mentioned DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. You got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 109WITHIT. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, doesn't always. Sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit. 